0: This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts. And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code It's a Secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and functions. Head to bigroddy'sribs.com to find out more.
1: I'm interested in becoming a police officer. <laughs> Welcome aboard. You did what?! I borrowed your nail clipper. What's the big deal? Nothing. I'm just a little edgy since your mother
2: told me she wants to be a cop. Four finger discount, dude!
0: Welcome to Four Finger Discount, the very first episode of 2018. We're here to review the Springfield Connection. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Happy New Year, Dando. Happy New Year, man. We didn't see each other every New Year's, did we? No, it was We're, nice. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen each other since we recorded the Christmas episode. Yeah, I think. which was just about prior two weeks to ago. Christmas. Yeah, it, it was nice. It to actually, it ha- doesn't feel like it's been that long at all. It was nice to have the week off, there, wasn't it? It was, and yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say it was nice. Like we had the week off, but l- we still recorded. So for listeners they haven't had a week off yeah, yeah i was about to say it was nice well, to be away we still released for a week. episode yeah, yeah 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 the christmas episode was a bit of fun too wasn't it it was bombshells were dropped and yeah look at you go <laughs> i know right? are all fatherly and who shit who would have thought yeah well me <laughs> i kind of assumed as i said in the episode that i assumed it was going to happen but that's pretty cool i certainly wasn't expecting it i didn't know and i definitely wasn't expecting it to be dropped in that fashion your wife's reaction was priceless. when i say dropped in like it dropped in that fashion that's not the it. Yeah, no. But the, <laughs> the news. The news, news yes. the news to be dropped in that fashion. Ash's response was incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah she out, cried more than Nicola when Nicola found out. <laughs> blew out the speakers in my car when she listened <laughs> back to it. What did you do over Christmas?
1: Uh, did,
0: you get, did you get what you wanted? Did Santa bring the right presents this year? Or? Uh, Santa? Oh, I, um, I, I shared on the Twitter... What uh, something that Ash did for me? Did you see this, the Hank Scorpio print that she I made? knew about this. Yeah, right. That's really, <laughs> really cool. Yeah. So um for people that might not have seen it, it's basically like a it's a pop art style paper collage in the shape of Hank Scorpio. Really fucking awesome. The per- the person that made them actually once contacted us on Facebook and said, "If I send you a couple, can you post it?" And I just never got around to it. Yeah, right. Okay. So we should probably get. There was I think it was a Frank well, one. Well, given that Ash is now blatantly <laughs> ripped <laughs> <it> off, <laughs> but not for profit. Oh, did she just? She no, just, yeah, she she handmade it. She Are looked, you sure? Because there's, you can. Yeah, buy- no, hundred oh, percent. Okay. Yeah, like as in, it's a it's a personalised frame, and she was actually upset about she um, miscut the size of one of the backing pieces of paper. So ah, I had to I guess, help because you can actually. It out. Buy, I thought, oh, she's just bought it off the website. No, no, no. She it's got exactly the same colours and everything. Got one of the graphic designers at work to draw the stencil, and then she cut it all out, stuck it all together. They found the website because it's the same colours and everything. But it looks great. Yeah, yeah, that looks really, really cool. Yeah. So in the golf balls as well. I think you mentioned the golf balls. Yeah, the golf balls which I played with on the weekend. Yeah, um, are they good balls because I got some really as well. good. Shout out to the guys at Vice Golf. Uh, so they are. I, I like playing with Callaway Chrome Soft. They're really, really similar to the way the Chrome so Soft plays. So light. I thought. Are they going to have anything behind them when you hit it? Oh yeah. No, they're, they're fine. They're cool. Spin well. Bite around the greens. How was your New Year's anyway? New Year's was much? relatively low key. Went to a pub. Listened to um, <laughs> Pearl Jam Oz. Um, a Pearl Jam tribute act. Oh my, good or bad? Uh, look, they, they they actually weren't too bad. Well, I've like, never been a huge Pearl Jam fan myself. Not yeah, that I don't like them, I've just never really been into them. I mean, them. I like their big songs, but then a lot of their songs, you're like, what the fuck's he singing about? Did he sing alive? <laughs> no, well, I didn't stick around. <laughs> I,
2: I, I, did, I, didn't stick, <laughs>
0: I didn't stick around for the whole set, but I did really... Um, I, I was too afraid to ask, but I really wanted to go, how do you become a cover band? Like, and like as in, not just a cover band, but how do you go... Pearl Jam. That's all we're going to be. So, like, is it three guys, you're good musically, you're already in a band, but things aren't working well, but when you do Pearl Jam covers, it seems to go well. So, you're like, well, fuck it. That's you all we'll do. People actually want to pay to hear you cover the yeah, yeah, that's all we'll do for now. Or... Are you three guys? And the first day you meet, you're like, you know what? I really desperately want to do. I want to play nothing but Pearl Jam for the rest of my life. It's usually the first story. It's usually bands that have tried yeah. and then realize it's easier just to copy other yeah. music. <laughs> they did give one of my favorite intros to a song, and it, it's so simple. But you know how normally it's like, here's a new song we wrote. Like if it's if you're the band, yeah. Here's one we just learned. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Not intentionally hilarious. just Sit down on the dance floor. No, no, no! I was, I was behind these guys. They oh. did not play Champagne Supernova. The, no, the, no, that's the, that's the benefit of a Pearl Jam cover band. <laughs> what about you? Are you, you were unwell. Yeah, it w- wasn't so much unwell. I was just. I was I had a bit of a headache. I just couldn't be bothered. I'm just I don't know I've hit that age now where I just don't care about New Year's Eve. It's not a big deal to me anymore. I've never cared about New Year's Eve to be honest. It's just the whole everyone. A few guys from work they went out and they got drunk and they partied. I'm like, who cares? No, I can do that every night. I just played board games at home. It was great. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> board games and Simpsons and didn't and run. I think I did play a bit of Simpsons yeah. didn't run. There that um, cured the pain. Are you a New Year's resolution man? Well, I sent you my New Year's resolution for this year. Oh, you did, which is actually a pretty good one. Yeah, because I figured. I don't read enough books, so every month this year I'm going to make sure I read at least one book. And mm-hmm. I started off with the Geelong football player Stevie J. His yep. biography should be good. You get through that in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah I'm about sixty pages in. Yep, good. Like, and I, do, I don't say that picking on Steve Johnson. I've I read the Luke Codger autobiography in about two days, yeah. and I'm a very slow reader. But typically with football autobiographies, um, there's not many big words <laughs> you can fly what through. Are spelling them. errors. Really? I found four spelling errors already. Oh, Oh, actually, not spelling errors, grammatical errors. So, it's a case of where... Oh, well, hang on. You tried to correct me on shit when we wrote the book that was not actually incorrect. No, but but I mean, they've gone to write a sentence a certain way and then gone, wait a minute, backtracked, but forgot to delete the first word they've typed for that sentence. Oh, right. Okay. But anyway. Coinciding with New Year's, uh, I was doing a works, not a works over, but like staff newsletter, ask you eight funny questions or try to come up with random answers to things. One of the questions was, what are you passionate about? And it made me stop and think because it's very rare that anyone says, what are you passionate about? And very rare that I actually think of things that I'm passionate about. I mean, I like things, I get excited by things, but am I truly passionate about things? And what I came up with is And I just wanted to start the new year with a nice message to to listeners. And I mean, we get a lot of emails from people saying, I want to do what you do and thank you, you've inspired me. And, you know, golden voiced gods is a common theme that we get emailed through and um, best living legends. What emails are you reading? These are all the ones that... (laughs) uh, Sorry, this must be coming through to my personal. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Anyway, so I, I think what I am truly, truly passionate about is anyone who risks looking silly in the pursuit of something, doing something that they love, and trying to be different because, it, like, no one ever changed, no one ever improved anything, no one ever reinvented anything by being the same as everyone else. So um, that—that's my small thing. The, the, my the, hard, the hardest part is, like you said, doing that and not letting negative feedback affect you. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been pretty good with this, but I want my message to everyone out there for 2018 to be the year of not giving a fuck about what other people think. Yes, that's a great in, message. In, in the positive context, don't walk up and slap an old lady in the back of the head and go, on well, I don't give a fuck. That, that's not <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I mean. I mean, by all means, fuck it. If you're out at a coffee shop and you see four old ladies having a coffee and there's a spare seat, pull up a chair and say hi. They might That's find it a sort little of, awkward, not you, They might. What if they don't want to talk to you? Well, fine. You don't give a fuck. And you you walk <laughs> off. But if they do, you might, you know, you get involved and you you, you embrace their stories. Embrace I'll their give stories. you an example of okay. what I did. On okay. the way home, I was listening to headphones. I was tonight. Tonight, on the way from work to the car, I was listening to headphones. A song came on. I really wanted to sing the song out loud. And I just thought... Fuck it! I'm going to sing the song out loud. Was it "If It Makes You Happy" by Sheryl Crow? No, it was Benfold's <laughs> covering "Sleazy" by yeah. Kesha. You can't okay. imagine the immensity of the oh, fuck. No I'm not the version, was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 So I just went, "No, fuck it! I am singing this out loud, and if someone happens to walk around the corner and catch me, I'm not going to feel embarrassed." And I... it was the most liberating thing I've done. Life is so much happier when you realise that other people's opinions don't matter. Yes, so oh, but they, they do. But they don't. You know, if they're if they're judging if, I mean, they, if they're, they're judging valid. you for if, they, if yeah. you're not hurting anybody and you're just having a good time, don't yeah. let people judge yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. There's no blanket rules. Sometimes criticism is valid. Sometimes you need to take it on board. But but if it's just, don't be embarrassed. I guess is the big thing. So what else have we done today, Mitch? I've started a Facebook group. Yeah, that was news to me. Yes. Yeah, so no production meetings. I uh, I was added to the group and went, wow, okay. Well, I've fine. just figured it's the best way for us to communicate to our patrons. Because they deserve the exclusivity of being able to talk to you on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Not that yep. you can actually respond to them on a daily basis. But I might if it's interesting. Yeah, you might. But well, you'll now get notifications whenever someone posts in the, in the group. That's a bonus. I'll yeah. at least see now. Yes. yes. So all page, it, well, all patrons. Have you found everyone? Well, I two dollar plus patrons have access to the link. You'll okay. Be able to click onto it. Oh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yes. So it's a that makes secret sense. group. Yep. But if, yeah, so for $2 or more, you get access. And then we're going to start doing monthly live Q&As, pre-show for maybe 10 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. But just, you guys want to ask us a question, live on the air? We'll just do it, bang, there and there for you. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for the review, the Springfield Connection. Did you enjoy this episode? I did. It's got a lot of cop movie tropes, and I've always enjoyed cop movies. So, that wasn't more than anything else. I was like, okay, you've given me that. That's all that I need. I can really have a fun time with this episode. Uh, Outside of that, it kind of plays a lot with... uh, uh, I mean, I knew that it did to an extent because of the joke about the wall, but there's a lot more in there about uh, gender stereotypes oh, than I actually sure. realised. Even the way they laugh at her. and then accept Both me. times. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Homer just completely just doesn't accept the fact that she's a, a serious cop. Yeah. Just taking the mickey the entire time. Yeah. Until the yeah. end, but yeah, he comes around by the end and realises mm. she's a good cop. I also love the, uh, the soundtrack. We getting back to giving it the cop feel. Mm-hmm. Having that soundtrack just gives this episode its own unique identity. Yeah, and even Marge, her design. I think it was a really cool design, having her hair down. Yeah, having it down. It was originally going to be up. It does make her look a lot more sporty, like more athletic, to have it in a ponytail. I just like that Marge. She's a actual. She's really good at being a cop. She's Mm. she's she's too good. She's a badass in this episode. We don't really get to see Marge this side of Marge very often. No, I would say though, Marge is still a very brave character. When she needs to, you get mean outside t- of this episode? Yes. Yeah. So you don't see her do this very often, but when she needs to get shit done, she gets it done. Mm. Getting back to the, d- the design of Marge, um, she was originally they had a design with the hair going straight up with a little hat, hat on, top. on top. Yeah. Okay. That would have. Yeah. I mean, you can understand that as an idea, as your first thought, and you yeah. go, "That's how I draw it. Maybe that looks funny." And then pretty quickly, you go, "No, that's actually detracting from the story we're trying to tell." Yeah. Well, there was two reasons: a) it was too hard to fit her into the frame, and b) you couldn't take her as a serious cop, like you said, with yeah. that kind of design. I also like the fact that not only did it challenge sort of sexism, also how your life, your social life changes when you get given a position of power. So, yeah. for example, if you're if your co-mate, your co-worker, I should say, be, your co-worker becomes your supervisor. Yeah. Things change. Yeah, they Whether you want them to or not. Yeah. Happened a lot when I was at Ford. Yeah, I've had that happen myself where you've, you know... You're the same you, but you rock up the next day, and suddenly, if you tell someone, "I'm, you know, I need you to stick around for 15 minutes afterwards," you're an arsehole all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. Like it, it's yeah. There's a, and particularly the younger certain jobs, people can be promoted in a positions of leadership at a very young age, and. No matter how justified it might be, people get resented for it and shut off a little bit, which I, does really suck. When I was at Ford, I'd been there for three years. I was already a group leader. The guys that had been there for thirty years, they would argue, "Why is he group leader? Why is he group leader?" I've yeah. been there for thirty years because you don't do anything. I have to <laughs> say that. Yeah, I have to say that calling group leader makes it sound a little bit like it's a kindergarten. <laughs> I don't know why, but like you're taking them out on marches. Leading hand. I was in charge of leading not- hand. I was, I was in charge of... Like um, Game of pe- Thrones. Yeah, 11 people. <laughs> running. I, I, I patrolled the line while they did the work. Yeah, nice. With a whip? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> so, what was your favourite moment what from the episode? What we've <laughs> got here is... <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> to communicate. What was your favourite moment from the episode? Um, I really enjoy the Marge rolling under the garage door and then jumping up in the air.
2: Marge! The Toyota dance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, similar to, similar to singing out loud where you've got headphones on, is yeah. one of those moments where she's like, I don't give a fuck if anyone's in the street. I'm going to celebrate. Did you do like the Baby Driver dance? Uh, when he goes to pick up coffee? I have done that a couple of times. Yeah. Partic- uh, as soon as I saw Baby Driver, I went to the supermarket and there was, I don't even know what the song was, but something was playing with a particularly funky groove and I just danced my way up the aisle to grab some cereal. After watching that movie, have you ever had a moment where a song comes on like that and you start dancing and you think people are like watching you, like you're walking to the music? A little bit, Like, yeah. the music's playing for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm walking to the room, and this song's playing for me. I also did it uh, at the snow after seeing David Driver. This, yeah, I, think, yeah I, I put on the John Spencer Blues Explosion. Yeah, what's it called? Um, Bell Bottoms. Yeah. yeah. Played that from the top of the hill and was air drumming with the um, sticks on the way down. I've been cranking that when I've been doing runs on the treadmill. Yeah. Great soundtrack. amazing. <laughs> My favourite moments, I had a couple. I don't know what this says about me, but it was two moments where Homer was just being a dick to Marge. So, the... You're cooking what for dinner? After she lists all the <laughs> things that she's doing good as a cop. The other one actually isn't a this It's where she puts the handcuffs on him. And it's the, Marge, oh, not here. As a kid, I've never really picked up on that gag until yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just laughed out loud. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> what was your new title for the episode? Uh, my new title was the thin blue hair. Or the blue hairline. One of those two. Blue hairline, okay. Yep. Yours? Is that it? Okay, I've got uh, motherly heels cop. It's a stretch, but okay. And real genius. Oh. Come on, man! You trying to tell me yours were great? The thin no, blue line. No, but that's the thin blue hairline. The um. Oh. Do you think anyone knows that Real Genius is a movie that exists outside of me? I did. Outside of us, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Vel Kilmer remembers that that's a movie that exists. But existed. the majority of a lot of Simpsons. Uh, titles are movies that a lot of the fans would never have heard of. One of my favourite movie quotes of all time is from Real Genius, and it's only because it includes my name. Um, Okay. Mitch, what you need to realise is that compared (laughs) to you, everyone has the IQ of a carrot. (laughs) That is a message tone for ages. Got a couple of facts this week about the episode. Before we get into the review, the idea came from uh, Mike Reese, one of the showrunners. His Mm -hmm. wife initially wanted to be a cop, or she was toying with the idea, and the way he responded was the same way Homer responded. He just wasn't too sure. It's actually funny. We, we didn't really cover this yet. The, the theme of the man having to feel like the man. Homer's insecurities of his wife being the cop. Yeah, true. Like, there's that kind of macho stereotype that yeah. you feel like you need to be the one that protects the family and take charge and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I've it relates to me because Nicola obviously used to be a police officer. I've mentioned that on the podcast. Mm. And when she came here... There used to was be a, in the opening credits of Cops. Yeah, she? Boston Cops, whatever it was. And there was a point in time when, she, when she, uh, she was living here that she wanted to apply to be a police officer here. Mm-hmm. And I just did not like that idea at all. And it wasn't because of the way Homer is feeling insecure. It was a case of I wouldn't like going to bed at night knowing Nicholas out there potentially being shot by a criminal or shot at by a criminal. Yeah, yeah. How would, how would you cope with Ash being a police officer? Well, well, we've got a pretty good life insurance policy. So, it'd go some way to alleviating the stress, mm-hmm. I think. Um, outside of that, Ash works in retail, so you could probably argue which is more dangerous <laughs> like a trying day. <laughs> trying to go out you know and maybe kick down the back door of a crack den and arrest someone or trying to tell one of the ceos of a in, <laughs> of a very large retail company in australia trademark um, that no those fixtures aren't going to be here on time for your new store opening on boxing day <laughs> like yeah you're probably more likely to come out with your life at the crack den <laughs> Now we mentioned earlier The Marge design How they changed it mm-hmm. up And David Merkin actually said That had they started Drawing it like that He would have made sure That they changed it back Because he said it, just, it would have looked too ridiculous He wanted Marge to be taken As a serious police officer Yeah Another animation mm-hmm. issue Was that when they were drawing uh, During the training uh, routine When Marge was shooting the gun The Koreans didn't actually know How to animate bullets Coming out of a gun Right Apparently they'd never had to animate a gun before. But no one had ever fired a gun in Korea. Well, that, uh, it was something where they didn't have never drawn an animation of a okay. bullet coming out of a gun. So they had to look up other cartoons yeah. in America because the Americans are like, well, we don't know how to explain it to you. Just look up other, like yeah. cross reference it basically. And that's find what they had to find do. footage of a gun being shot. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Now you know when Marge has the uh, the dog, McGriff, the crime dog, the puppet. It's actually yeah. a takeoff of a thing called McGruff the Crime okay. Dog, but they couldn't yeah. get the rights to use McGruff, which is why it's called. McGruff. Why it's called McGruff. Yes, is that is. similar to anything uh, on The Simpsons? No, no, no. I was going to say, is that similar to Harold the uh, Life Education Giraffe? Like, was McGruff a crime dog that went around in a van to schools? I'm not sure about the van. About I think crime. it was an animated. I used used to appear on like Crime Stoppers kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. just to... But how was it, Harold the Giraffe? I loved it Harold. Like, it was like the highlight of when the year. When the Life Ed Van came around. It was like the best day of the yeah. whole year. <laughs> you got to trace the esophagus all the way down yeah. through the intestines. It was brilliant. And then there was that point when you realized, oh, wait a minute, he's not real. It, it's her. It's her It's her hand the whole time. You know when you're in pro- I always thought there was a handler. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was her. I thought there was a puppeteer in the back. No, it was actually, she would lean around like that and yeah, do it. Okay. Did you actually never realize that?
2: That's why she'd no. always be
0: sitting right at the front against the wall doing it like this. Yeah, right. Okay. You <laughs> just made me th- I just had to flashback to it. Um, this is actually a really dodgy nickname in hindsight, but... Uh, oh, and it, it plays into... Um, we haven't even got to it yet, but, mm-hmm. but the chalkboard gag of... Um,
2: How I will not make fun that? of Mrs. Dumbface, yeah. but
0: it did make me think of teachers with unfortunate names, yeah. and I would like to put a call out to listeners because I never really had anyone that was overly hilarious with their teacher name, but um, if anyone went to school with someone with a name that just you couldn't help but laugh at. Please let us know. My year seven Like was, Mr. Glasscock or something like that. One of my U7 best friends was Ben Dover. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, if you... It's well, what be were a, his parents thinking? It must be a <laughs> real person. Well, they were thinking Benjamin. Yeah. Oh, Benjamin Dover. How classy. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, real names that you went to school with or were taught were taught by. Please send them through. Um, but no. Sorry. you. Uh, I just remembered it. My, my grade two, I think it was. Teacher yeah. had a rainbow puppet, which rainbow puppet? What do you mean? Like rainbow coloured? Rainbow coloured. But in yeah. hindsight, it was just a glove, and he'd stuck like a couple eyes on top of it, and it was called Mister Five Fingers. Ooh. <laughs> we all loved Mister yeah. Five Fingers as kids. <laughs> I now look back at it and go, could have come up with a better name. Yeah. <laughs> did he have a wife? You know, Mister Handjob. What, what? Um, did Mister Five Fingers have a yeah. wife? She never appeared. If he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, No ring on the fourth finger. No. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to envision So, it was just like a, a white glove, but he'd, he'd painted it rainbow colors. Or was it like the a fluoro? No, color, no, it was knitted rubber, rainbow. Rubber, oh, knitted rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a woolen glove. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, it was soft to touch. And the final fact I got here is the, the reason they went with the jeans storyline was that. Was it 1995? Jeans were just like all the crazy. Jerry Seinfeld was wearing jeans. Everyone was wearing jeans. Yeah, So, that's, right, why, okay. they that's why they That's why they went with jeans. As a storyline... I just plot, thought it was bizarrely pissy. Yeah. But I, I liked the fact that it was the most unsolicited, uh, solicited, un unsolicited... A strange un, thing un, to have. Un, the most non-illicit thing, thing you be selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As a plot point, what did you think of that? Of that whole jeans storyline? Do you think... It, I've always... Even since I was a kid... I. Thought it was odd. How did he? How long was he running this racket out of their garage for? Don't they drive the car into the garage? Or well, I assume every poker night he comes over and loads them in. So he has okay. them in the back of his truck or something like that, and then he gets them into the garage during why, one why of his breaks. Why would he make that effort? Why couldn't he just? Do so it? they're not dealing on the street where they'd be seen. You've got to get it done inside somewhere. Okay. So we unload. So we're better than a cop's garage. Remember, he says that just seems like a lot of effort. He couldn't just do it in Herman's military store. No, nah, that's what they would think. That's what they expect. <laughs> Because he gets away with it at the end anyway Hmm. Do you think that would have worked better Would not be funny if it was actually one of the guys playing cards Not just randomly insert Herman into it Because Herman playing cards with him just felt out of place Maybe Barney or something Because he gets away with it in the end anyway So you could have had any of Herman's friends do it Herman's really one of the only characters though That would do it it. Mo Mo could have done it But then you wouldn't have the garage (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true, which is pretty funny Yeah, it is funny Um yeah, look. If anyone was going to be doing it, it would have been Mo. Just cut It, a it, it couldn't be Lenny. Having... Couldn't be Carl. Couldn't be Barney. Lenny, Barney's... Lenny, and Carl aren't up to illegal shit, and Barney's only cares about drinking. But that's so. why it's funny because you wouldn't expect Barney to do it. How yeah. could Barney? How could Barney put all this together? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it could work either way. In it does, that it regard, does it doesn't matter. I have exciting news. You do have exciting news. Okay? New-, New Year's news. This has just come up on my laptop. All it right. is the second of January. Yes. From today. Hot cross buns on sale. Nah, I saw them yesterday. From yesterday, yes. hot cross buns on sale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> saw them yesterday and I was like, I like hot, hot, hot cross buns. Wool- I should Woolworths. be upset by this, but I'm not. No, don't be upset by this. Woolworths has a new brioche style hot cross bun. What? Show me. Brioche? Well, I haven't got a photo. I've just uh, got okay. a thing. I'll look at the notification. Yeah. I, they've got Chris buns. As of it was, uh, it would have been, what, Boxing Day, they had giant Easter bunnies. Look at that. In Coles. Look at the thick slathering of butter on that bad boy. Ooh, looks deadly, but delicious. This is all I'm going to eat for the next four months. Are you a fan of the choc chip? Yes. Yeah, I'm a fan of the choc chip. I don't like mocha, but I'm not a coffee person. Though. I've never had mocha, but yeah, the choc chip. I mean, I prefer your, your standard fruit, but choc chip is a nice little mix it up every now and then. But do you microwave them slightly so the choc- chocolate melts? Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a Again, <laughs> yeah.
2: Hence hot cross buns
0: yeah. <laughs> Or grill I mean they still work but under I, the grill I don't mind hot cross buns cold though They're better hot Better hot But they're edible Edible cold, cold. Yeah yeah well, Pizza for you Hot or cold Both I prefer I prefer like slightly cold Yeah okay What's your favourite what, what Do you prefer hot you said both. What would you both, but it really depends on the topping. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> It'll be twenty minutes. <laughs> That's a Patreon exclusive podcast, right there. <laughs> so the episode. Oh, actually, the original air date was May seventh, nineteen ninety-five, and the chopboard gag you said before. What was it, Mitch? Yeah, uh, I will not make fun of Mock Mrs. Demetrius. I will not make. Yeah, so, to me, it just seems like they were just out of ideas. Oh, well, those, that's the sort of joke that you just... Every now and then, you've got to throw something out. But that actually fits, I guess, a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. As opposed to some of the shit that they put up there. Yeah. Nothing political or whatnot. Kicks off with Homer and Marge at... Hey, on Trivia. Oh, shit, Trivia, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yes, my first question for you, Dan Du. Yes? How long until Snake is back on the streets? Well, they say 20... He says 24, mm-hmm. then Wiggum says, well, try make it 12. Try it, we'll get it down to 12. Yeah, yeah, Peace. yeah. What was Hans Molman's last meal? Ooh, lobster tail. And a dessert. Um Raspberry something. Raspberry. Was it a rhymes with snort? Oh tort. Yes. That's right, raspberry tort. What soup was Marge making in the kitchen? Celery. Yeah. Which can be pretty exciting and too. Yes. <laughs> what card does Homer choose when he's doing the game with the snake? What is the actual card? Oh, I was gonna say the middle. Um Ace of Spades. Ace of Clubs. Damn. I knew it was a black ace. Yep. They're all black aces, so that's yep. easy. <laughs> um, uh, what was on Chief Wiggum's magic eye? Oh, uh, a pony? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, look
1: at that. Yep.
0: A pony. What hand does Marge change to? What hand? Ham, which is in oh, the supermarket. Oh, Deviled. Yes. And what, were well, my final question, what was Mr. Burns drinking in his appearance at the Quickie Mart? Oh, didn't pay attention. What was it? A carton of milk. Carton of milk. carton of milk. Drinking straight from the carton. Oh, cool. He's uh, a funny guy, but. Yeah. Of all the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man who doesn't need it. Uh, I've got a couple more. What were the names of the magazines? Oh, to name free uh, The Death Sports ones. No, I was actually, I was writing notes at the time and yeah. then I looked up and went, should have written them down. Yeah. Uh, Bear Beta Rock Jumper, Mosh Pitter, Danger Liker, pitter. Cliff Biker, and Glass Eater. Okay. And I said, how much was the Glass Eater I did, uh, Yeah, okay. Five dollars. Five bucks. I did say one of their headings was like, our favorite vintages of this year or something like yeah. that. The episode title, of course, for people that are unaware, yeah, is definitely. a play on the French Connection. Uh, very, very good cop movie starring Gene Hackman and Richard Dreyfuss. Two more questions for you, Mr. Grinter. we're we still the- going. Oh, two more, yes. My apologies. Where does Marge get assigned to on her first day? Two places. It was Junky Ta- junkieville junkieville Junkyville, yep. and Bumtown. That's correct. And finally, what was the theme of the playing cards that Homer has purchased just for that cards night? Women of the Internet or girls, girls of the, of the internet. internet. That's a dated gag now, but it's still hilarious. Dated now, but hilarious at the time. <laughs> There's oh, still so now. the episode kicks off with the Springfield pops right playing the Star Wars. Yes gag. This is a Simpsons predicting the future gag that no one gives them credit for. In which moment? What air date did you say this was? May 7th, 1995. And when did the George Lucas re-release come out? 97. 1997, exactly. Um, I'll find Homer's exact quote. Come on, Homer, there's lasers. You like lasers. Then Homer says, laser effects, mirrored balls, John Williams must be rolling around in his grave. Now, admittedly, it's John Williams, but still, the idea of adding tacky special effects to try and improve upon Star Wars, rolling around in his grave, blah, blah, blah. It's exactly stretch, what George Lucas ended up doing in two years' time. <laughs> and did he butcher the classics? Certainly did. So, I'll let you continue anyway. So, I'm usually the one reading out what happens. So, they're at the Springfield Pops. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah, okay. So, so then they bail from there. Basically, Homer's like, yeah. that's it. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're walking through a fairly dodgy part of town. Junkieville, and, I guess? Yeah, presumably it's Junkieville. I love that Homer... It, at home is there sort of being like oh be careful don't trust anyone and then it's get me them. on the subway when I said to Nicola don't trust anybody then I yeah, buy okay. a card a dodgy card off the <laughs> yeah. guy the subway station yeah <laughs> that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard anyone do <laughs> no, 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 don't use that machine come no, over no, here that ma- no, machine's broken goodbye from us yeah today. don't worry I've got like 50 <laughs> in my pocket Um. anyway so <laughs> you with your little USA flag yeah. and then Lady of Liberty hat <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so he's giving a speech about don't trust anyone and then three-card Monty, Woohoo! easy money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just runs over to the table. And, and I mean, three-card Monty, it's it's that classic of a scam. I mean, it's been in every movie and TV show now, so I don't imagine this exists on the streets anywhere. But I'd like to know if there are variations, if there are still modern-day card games there that is. people will try to rip people off with. There was a dude doing something very similar in is it Hyde Park in, in London. Hyde Park, London, yeah. Near, near Buckingham Palace? Mm-hmm. And I nearly got sucked into taking part in it because this guy won 50 bucks. And I thought, think back to that time when Homer was playing with Snake. His guy obviously knows that guy because... Yeah. And he must have... They're clearly related. Because... No, no, because we went... Nicholas said, "We're not doing. We're not doing." I said, "Yeah, you're right. We shouldn't do it." Went to Buckingham Palace, did our stuff, went back. And that guy was there again, and he won fifty dollars again. Yeah, it was okay. like he'd done like a two-hour rotation and came back yep. just to fool people. People were like, it was legit money right there—like fifty bucks, hundred bucks." You yep. lift the right cup up, you get to keep the money. Yeah, okay. And I was seeing guys like forking out hundred-dollar bills. Wow. It, because if you put it in, he'll you you win double your money back. Yeah, okay. So people were paying like hundred bucks. It'd be pretty sweet to just sit there. Oh, sweet and depressing, but to just sit there and watch that for a while—it was. Was, oh, I compare it to like going to the, the Sphinx here, and just watching people. I've seen a guy put six hundred bucks in once at the pokies. in the pokies. Yeah, yeah, okay. At least there, you know, you're getting blindly screwed. <laughs> no, I this guy had no idea. But then, what happens after that? So Snake eventually gets caught. Marge calls him out for it. She says, hmm. "Homer, he's, he's ripping you off." And yeah, Snake bails. Yeah, like she turns the cards you're not over. Talking about me. She turns the cards over. See, they're all three. Yeah, they're, they're all aces, all, yeah. all all black. And then he heads off. Yeah. We can get... This was the f- uh, there were a few times last night that I had to rewind the episode 30 seconds, nudge Ash in the ribs and say, watch this bit. And this was the first one of Homer okay. chasing after it. Oh and just, like,
2: oh no man. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: <laughs> dwell on it for a long time. Yeah. They do it a few times. The, the laugh, it, they dwell and, as well. And it pays off beautifully when he comes back yes. as well. Yes. And uh, uh, Homer's here to save you, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, but so, Actually, so- I would say that this episode, I don't know if, how much was involved in the writer's room, mm. but... It felt like it was one person's Comedic voice pretty much from start to finish in this episode. There was no one contributing, it was just yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure there might have been little moments, but it really felt like it was one person's vision. And there's a bunch of, as you said, like they repeat that style of joke a couple of times. Had that vibe, yeah. Homer being condescending a few times. Um, the idea of you think someone's talking about one thing and they're talking about something else. So later yes. in the episode, you get. The pizza. You did what? How great is that? I've already nail oh, clip that's <laughs> Like that's really funny. And the, yeah, smaller, the pizza Yeah, the pizza. Oh, I can't wait to get a piece of him. Yeah. You've Think you're pretty hot, don't you? Well, we got everything we need on you. Yeah, it's really good. What, 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 what? This better be about this pizza. Better be pizza. <laughs> it's so, good. so, yeah, like it, I'd I'd like to know exactly how much of the original script actually made it to work because I can't imagine many changes were made. And there's no filler in this episode either. Everything's no. there for a purpose. Mm. So Homer's run out of breath. Marge is still chasing after Snake, and she corners him in the in the alleyway. Yeah. It was again similar to me when I went back and challenged the guy that sold us dodgy tickets on the subway. Yeah. He I'm pulled, just, a, I'm he just pulled like out it, a switchblade. I'm just like, he didn't pull out a knife because yeah. I could have been in a lot of trouble there. Yeah. He was a big dude. Yeah. When you were a kid watching this, I never realised this is actually quite an intense moment. Yeah. He I had full intentions to cut Marge. Yeah. The very least scare her a lot. Yeah. Um, it made me flash back to Margot Kidder in Superman. The, okay. Like the first Ellie scene when Christopher Reeve catches yeah, yeah. the bullet. Uh, that thing of like going from really strong, powerful mm. woman as in, like, Marge chasing after him is yeah. very much in command in that moment. And then suddenly, oh, God, that's a weapon. That's it, a very scary weapon. It's, it's, a, much like- it's a nice moment of vulnerability to throw in there. Yeah, I, I don't say it's not nice to see her be vulnerable, but then the fact that she gets the adrenaline surge from it, the fact that she overpowers him, like, it it makes it so much better that she smashes him in the face with a um bin, bin lid, knowing that she had been terrified and forced into doing it I was going to say that it wasn't a case of her being so much brave I don't think in the moment it was more her just the adrenaline and survival over. instincts like fight or flight yeah but once she realised once the adrenaline kicked in and she realised she can actually hold her own that's when she starts to become brave she realises mm. I can do this can, yeah exactly yeah and Marge doesn't get to do that very often so then the cops arrive and they arrest Snake
1: cuff him, boys we're putting this dirt bag away huh. I'll be back on the street in 24 hours we'll try to make it 12 <laughs> marge are you okay i think i'm okay it was scary but in a weird way it was also kind of exhilarating yes it is exhilarating to see the police get their man and save a hysterical woman oh for crying out loud easy now sweetheart homie's here Mm. out of the car still out of breath
0: yes but (laughs) but But still, he says, yes, you're lucky that the police have come to save you, when really, she didn't need the police. Yeah. The police are useless this entire episode. Yeah. Well, they got there late. Everything's already sorted by the time he's there. Easy now, sweetheart. Home is here. Home is here. (laughs) (laughs) didn't do anything. (laughs) But it's just that I'm the man. I'm here to comfort you. Hmm. I'm the one in charge. Another thing. Not not even necessarily I'm the one in charge. It's just the assumption that you'll be upset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She's a damsel in distress. Yeah, exactly. Another theme that I want to tackle... We can tackle it later, but it's the police corruption, right? Mm. How it must be for a police officer... Because I never sort of looked at it from this perspective. What it must be like for a police officer once they become a police officer... Seeing police. That, seeing their friends breaking the law. Do you charge them? Do you just give them a warning? How do you handle it? Do you turn a blind eye to the corruption? Because there's plenty of corruption that goes on. Mm. How would their lives be affected? Seeing things from the other side. Um I think, that, I think you see this, the way Marge has to yeah. turn a blind eye to a few things. Yeah. Know? Look, there's some excellent movies that you could watch that really explore that theme very well. Yep. One of them is um, Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe. Uh, what the fuck is that American it called? Gangster? American Gangster. Yeah. 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 So, he f- refuses to take bribes. He finds a shitload of money and rather than take it home, he hands it in and that gets him in the black books with everyone yeah. else. No one trusts the guy who's honest. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's elements of that in LA Confidential, if I'm not mistaken. But the other one is um, Serpico. Uh, Yep. Which not only is. Fuck, it's It's a classic. Great movie. Just really, really great movie. But that is, again, massively about police corruption. And it would be really, really hard. Like, you go in there, and if you don't do the wrong thing, people will think you're going to do the wrong thing by them. Yeah, and how many times can could you let your friends get away with something before you go, wait a minute, I'm going to have to do something about this. Yeah. Could you arrest one of your friends, do you think? Depends on what they were doing, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I mean... Because Marge didn't arrest Homer here just to prove a point. He was breaking the law and he needed to be... Uh, to an element it was to prove a point. Yeah, had yeah. there not been forty people around her, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it, was it wasn't about her, wasn't the hat. It? it was that he was, it was belitt- ridiculing, yeah, yeah. He, he, and he was undermining her authority. Yeah, so she needed to arrest That's him true. to get that back. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess if you if you got the uniform on, you might have to arrest a friend at some point. Well, similar to like you said, when you're a supervisor, you see someone at work who's under you do something wrong, you have to tell them off. Yeah, but you. you it's like you got to ride that fine line between being a friend and being a boss. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just... I mean, you use your discretion. It would depend on what the offence was and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So then back at home, and Lisa overpowers Bart. And even Bart, the way he responds, because when you're a kid, and this might sound stupid, but when you're a kid, you're a young boy, the idea that you get beaten up by a girl is not a cool thing. You know, you don't want to mm. be known as the guy who got beaten up by a girl. So even Bart has to put on the act of, that didn't hurt, that didn't hurt, and then walks off Walks off pain. wincing, Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly what a young 10 year old would do, especially if it was his sister. But Lisa's so proud of her mum that she's done this, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, as she would be. I mean, Lisa loves any woman who trailblazes and sets yep. a path. And that's exactly what Marge has done in this instance in her eyes. But it's great that they've kept her as Marge. She still finds salary soup exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just she's, she's still Marge inside, you know? But she's still starting to embrace the thrill seeker inside of her, the mm. change to deviled ham, then riding the trolley. And it goes, was it going to like the stand of some sort? What's the stand that goes into? She the oh the go, cheese. The cheese. <laughs> goes, yeah. That's it. That was the second moment that I nudged Ash. And yep. it was because of that whole embracing something so pathetic. But just looking around, to her, though, no one's around. Deal. Yeah. I'm going to jump on the trolley and wheel down the aisle. <laughs> <eye.
2: laughs> <Yeah>, just wee.
0: <laughs> she just had so much joy in that moment. Everyone out there listening, try that. That's your yeah. goal. That's your goal for the week. At one While, point, when no, when no one's around, listening to music and singing it out loud, and then if someone sees you, don't let it bother you. Yeah, no, that's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> don't run over a child doing it. No, don't do that. Because then you have to give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Indiana Jones parody. the Marge. Yeah, yeah. and it's just great to see Marge, just so happy. She's then reading through the magazines. Well, she gets handed the, her typical magazine, which is like a housewife, is it sponges and shit like that. Just the typical oh, he's Marge sponge magazine. monthly. Yes, and then uh, she realized. Was, or was it, it was sponge and something. Um, something to do with sponges anyway. Yeah. Sponge and vacuum. Yes. Sponge okay. and vacuum. We preview the 97 sponges. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's not enough for anymore. She's, she's mm. opened up a new door of excitement. Mm. She needs to look at death sports. And then she overhears the cops. And this is where we get the funny pizza gag.
1: All right, get in there. You're going down. I want a piece of him. You think you're pretty hot, huh? Well, we got everything we need on you. Excuse me. What? 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 This better be about pizza.
0: It really is, um, Eddie, who I like the most. Just his. Oh, I want a piece so of him. Yeah. <laughs> the way they're holding it too. The like thing is, in. I yeah. had completely. Well, they're holding it like they've got it, it, uh, a person, yeah. Like Democracy it's Manifest guys yes. in the middle of it all. <laughs> yeah. I really used to quote this so often with my mate Greeny, and I. But in the years that have passed, yeah, yeah. yeah in the years that have passed, I'd completely forgotten about it. So to rediscover it was a really great bit of joy for me. Well, I we actually have a question for the mailbag this week that tackles that issue. Okay. Of quotes that you never realised you got from The Simpsons. Oh, I knew I got it from The Simpsons at the time. But you forgot that you got it from The Simpsons. Or? No, I completely stopped quoting it. I forgot. Oh, I forgot okay. everything about it existing, okay. and then it came back. I thought you forgot where it came from. No. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. Then Marge walks in and says she wants to be a police officer, and we mm. get the very rude laugh. Yeah, but it goes on for a long time, yeah. long, yeah. long time. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> did you notice too, Wiggum's hair when it's nighttime shots is black. Yeah, I did notice that. Why? I assume it's just um, you'd be trying for the lighting to try to light the blue darker. But and Marge's just... hair stays blue. Well, it's obviously a mistake. <laughs> Homer is very unhappy. We get the you did what? Yeah, I fucking love That's that. That's a really great joke to take the establishing <laughs> shot, lead you down one way, and so then, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. That. <laughs> he's just feeling very insecure about the whole thing because and at this point, it's he doesn't feel happy for Marge. It's how dare she have this job? I'm mm. going to look like a woman. But then they play it up with Homer when she says, "Don't worry about it." And he's still the man like of up. the house, and he puts his feet up, in the, <laughs> foot up in the air, with a kiss. <laughs> so funny. Because Marge reassures him, don't worry, you'll yeah. still be the man of the house. Now, that's a joke that has been used probably before and since, and it's always funny. Oh, always, yeah. <laughs> Marge is then at the training course.
1: Forget about the badge. When do we get the freaking guns? Hey, I told you, you don't get your gun until you tell me your name.
0: Now, the quote here about the gun, they always got edited out on normal television. You don't get your gun until you've told me your name? When you watched it on normal television in Australia, we used to say it's a one-week course, and it would just... Weekend. The-
2: Take weekend. a solid weekend oh, weekend course, okay yeah.
0: And then it would just kept to him saying I've had enough about your rules And then just walking off uh, Yeah, okay And it was very jarring it Yeah, it that would have made No bizarre. sense, but yeah And we get the montage mm. Now this whole sequence is very G.I. Jane I, It reminded me for some reason of Men in Black You know when yeah. she's shooting the cardboard <laughs> <laughs> That you, girl is definitely up to yeah. something <laughs> He's just sneezing, <laughs> he's just sneezing. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Then I was, was going to pop this dude over here And then I realized he's just working out you yeah, know, yeah. How would I f- How would I feel if I'm at the gym and Someone comes in Pop the st- cat <laughs> <laughs> But then they got this little 12 year old girl Late at night reading quantum physics books Those books are way too advanced yeah. for her age <laughs> But then uh, we can, You, you missed <laughs> miss the, the girl Missed the, the baby, baby <laughs> Missed the blind man No <laughs> This whole montage is hilarious, but you said it was very... See, I've never seen J.R. Jane, so oh, is that okay. what it is? Okay, well, it's not... It it's isn't that, woman in the It's just army. reminiscent of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. It's just woman going through, taking charge of obstacles. Like, Marge is a fucking superhero in this sequence. It's but, very, very cool. But no one's taking it seriously. No. And, most yeah, mostly because of that thing that the cops are so incompetent that they're looking for the easy way out. You shoot the... Ho- <laughs> quote speed, shoot the hostage. Um you know, the wall is the classic gag. I oh, never yeah. seem to find the door. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's also... Actually, you know what this probably, if anything, would be the reminiscent of? No, no, no. The whole, the, the whole sequence is probably closer to um, The Silence of the Lambs. Jodie Foster running through the FBI yeah. training camp at the beginning. Yep. It's, 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 I'm sure there's been a there's, lot of There's a bunch of examples, yeah. but yeah, there's a couple that... It's just a woman, woman who mind. is being treated as a fish out of water. Yeah. The whole getting the car up on two wheels, obviously a little bit Starsky and Hunch, but yep. then you also go into the speed parody when she leaps over the bridge that's out. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, like that. And this is the thing for me that watching through this movie, there's just a lot of casual film references that get thrown in that are very cool. I remember that speed moment with when, when the bus going over the bridge. Mm. I loved that moment when I was a kid. Oh, I still love it now. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> is that like I a guilty pleasure of your speed? I don't care. Speed Speed 2? No, 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 Just speed one. Just speed one. <laughs> Brendan, how dare you say don't, speed two? Don't sully. <laughs> don't sully. <laughs> the... What's it called? Something cruise, isn't it? Cruise control? Cruise control. Yes. <laughs> so good. The bus that couldn't slow down. But the magic eye as well. That's such a dated gag. But for people of our generation, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with magic eyes. I so always struggled with me. them. Yeah. Oh, really? I was fine with them. Maybe that was having bad eyesight that helped me go out of focus. But yeah, it is a weird thing that I don't know exactly when magic eyes stopped being in primary schools. Or high schools in like there was always the I'm school. I'm sure library. they were like, blamed for affecting it was kids' eyesight. The only place you ever saw a magic eye was in school libraries, yes. yeah, no one ever owned them. <laughs> or did you ever own a Where's Wally? Oh yeah, I had a few. I think I still do somewhere. Really? Yeah, I never owned one. Yeah, just, I just have to rent it from school. I had well, I think I had all of them. At that some and point. the Mister Men books. Where's Wally in Hollywood was a nightmare because the I final that, like, Where's where? Wally in Where's Hollywood was on movie sets and shit. Yeah, yeah. The the very last one is like a cabaret number, but they're all Wally. Characters, ah. But there's only one real Wally in a sea of like 200 fake Wallys. How do you know the real Wally? Well, they're uh, not wearing glasses. It's drawn slightly differently. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like- Spend hours on it. So the sequence is done and Marge... Actually, given that we're an Australian podcast, we should throw a quick mention to Qantas's version of Where's Wally Hunt for Who what the hell was that? When, if you were a kid and you flew Qantas in the 90s, I didn't was a teenager. Okay, yeah. They would give you an activity book, and like an activity set, yeah, colouring pencils. It was basically to keep you quiet on the plane. But Hunt for Huru was one of them. So it was like Where's Wally, but it was a little kangaroo named Huru so, yeah. that you had to find in different outback settings. Another police mat, sir? sir? Yeah, please. please. <laughs> Do you remember Commonwealth Bank books They had little creatures the on the Dolomites, front? The Dolomites, Yeah, yeah. Do they still have those for kids at Banks? Um, I know they still have the account because Commonwealth are trying to get their claws into people <laughs> at a young age. It was like a Happy Meal for, for Banks. Kind of, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> anyway, get back to the episode. So, the training course is finished and Marge has obviously passed because mm-hmm. she walks in and she's got her uniform but not quite complete. <laughs> Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> so They didn't have a shirt in her size yeah. but you get the point. Coming back and they're all eating breakfast and Homer is concerned. Not so much that she's... He's not concerned now that she's a cop and it's she's going to be sort of like the man of the house. He's concerned because she's very dear to him now. And he feels, you, he feels for a he, danger. You've grown very dear to me. <laughs> um, he fears for a danger. Yeah. I enjoy and Bart. For her safety. So. Bart's got a good line in there about having never seen Marge as any form of authority figure. Kind of plays into that. Like, A, it's rebellious kid not seeing his parents as that. But it's also Marge is a bit of a wet blanket. Yeah. In, true. Uh, up to this point of the season. Up to this point series. of the show series, I mean, yeah, yeah, she's never, never really been that. I don't think the reality of the whole situation really sunk in for Bart. He, he never really saw that his mother was going to be in danger. No, Lisa was just proud of. Unless her. someone shot at a TV with a picture of the mayor on it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was more a case of Lisa was proud, mm. like she was empowering her mother was being empowered, and Bart, Bart was just kind of cool because cool. yeah, of the gun. all the benefits. Yeah, of my mum being a cop. Yeah, but. That's something they could have had in this episode that we never actually saw Bart taking advantage of his mum being a cop. Mm. Trying to get it because Bart is the naughty one. It was pretty full as it was, though. Yeah, like, where? what would you cut out? I guess you yeah. couldn't really cut much out. But anyway. Then, then, yeah, Homer enjoying those benefits of putting pepper spray yes. on what appears to be scrambled eggs. It's not that green mushroom, that brown muck. No, no, muck. no, it was yellow. Yes. Um, but one, what was it, one bite near south of the border? Yes. The, what is it? What is mm, mm, incapacitating. Incapacitating, yeah. And Lisa mentions that I support you with whatever you do as long as it's constitutional. Why does Marge murmur there?
1: Whatever you do, Mom, we'll be proud of you. Well, thank you, honey. As long as it's constitutional.
0: Because wouldn't Marge be following following the constitution anyway? Um, Why is she annoyed that Lisa says that? I don't... I don't, is that That's lost on me. I missed the murmur, so I can't... So she goes, oh, I support you. I and Sam would have gone, but it might have purely been one of those murmurs of like, Lisa, why are you bothering yourself with worrying about grown-up things? Okay. That could be one option. Maybe. Option B could be... Well, at some point, I might need to plan evidence on someone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Springfield Police Force, sweetheart. They then are at the police meeting, and he assigns some to Donutland to make sure they pick up the donuts when they stick out Donutland. Yeah. And they get a fresh batch, order them up. Then there's the guys that two are other like guys that get assigned to basically his backup to like help. Carry and Statler, just yeah. with the hats. Yeah, <laughs> No, well, it's uh, Fitz and someone else. It's your job to sleep in. Yeah, <laughs> it replaces the hats with <laughs> nightcaps. <laughs> then Marge gets given Junkieville and yeah. Bumtown. This B- is where we get the first bit of the new soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, just a, it's I love it. Yeah, it's great, it's cool 70s. It really vibe. sets the tone. Uh, she sees Lionel Hutz putting stuff into a bin, mm. and she's not allowed to peek in. Why? Good. breach what? Yeah, uh, attorney dumpster, dumpster privilege. Confident- confidentiality. Confidential-
1: hello, Mr. Hutz. I'll have you know the contents of that dumpster are private. You stick your nose in, you'll be violating attorney dumpster confidentiality. I just wanted to say hello. Oh, hello. <laughs>
0: Then she goes to see a poo So Apu apparently, mm. Quiggy Mike is apparently in Bumtown or Junkieville. Well, it's on the beat. Yeah. Yeah. And she, he wants, Well, he She's realized- doing what a good street, street cop does, by yeah. the way. Gets it out, says hi to people, gets to know the community as not Herc, other dude from The Wire, had to learn. Um, guy that's currently in The Walking Dead, Father Gabriel. But anyway, um, yeah, she's just, she's been a good beat cop. Sean Connery in The Untouchables. Give us another one. Ah, uh, they're the, they're the two main beat cops that I know. <laughs> Without me just listing characters from the wire. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, who else would be one? PJ from Blue Healers. <laughs> PJ. <laughs> who was Lisa McCune? What was her character? Uh, was, was Maggie? it Maggie? Maggie, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Maggie. Three straight gold logies for that one. Mm. <laughs> but she goes to a quickie mart and she's just checking things out. And a poo says, "Oh, a new police officer. I need to bribe them." And she yep. doesn't want to accept the butt Yeah, she? it's like oh okay, this here's the, the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder how much what are we gonna was it two hundred dollars? Two hundred bucks is what he ends on. Yeah, yeah. Will, yeah Will it be a hundred or two hundred? Yep, yep. <laughs> two hundred. No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So they they both turn around yep. and then Mr. Bats walks past it. Yep. so subtly. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say anything. Both turn around, money's gone, that's better. And he said it was milk, right? Yeah. Was well it? he's drinking from a carton, I assume it's milk. Was it no straw? Just Yeah, just from the carton. That's great. <laughs> just bouncing and come up with the milk. Presumably didn't pay for that either. You would assume so. Come in, open his milk, and off he's gone. But it makes sense, though, that Marge here is following the rules. They stick Mm. to her character. She never once actually breaks the law, and I'm glad they did that. Yeah, Never had her buckle to the pressure of it all. Then we get the cops parody, which is hilarious. The only issue I have with it is that it's obviously not live, so when Skinner says, I want my face blurred, his face should have been blurred the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah, that is a a gag. It's a visual gag. Yeah, sorry, it's a continuity error, I suppose you would call it. But whatever, but yes. doesn't matter. But the bath pillow, explain. Hilarious. We both did. <laughs> <Well, cared. laughs> firstly, I have to say that they nail the vibe of cops. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. visually, it's a great parody. Yes, yeah.
1: I got a report on a domestic disturbance at this address. Yes, indeed there is. There's an inflatable bath pillow that Mother and I both enjoy.
2: She claimed it was her day to use it. I maintain she was mistaken. We quarrelled. Later, as I prepared to bathe... I noticed, to my horror, that someone had slashed the pillow.
1: Mm-hmm. Who called the police? We, we both, both did. did. Look, why don't you two settle down? I'm sure you can get another pillow.
2: Well, I could send it back to Taiwan for repair, but why should I have to? I've done nothing wrong, and I don't give permission for my face to be on TV. I want it blurred.
0: Dude, look, I'll be honest. The only line that I wrote down because it's my favorite bit of all of Skinner's thing: we quarrelled. <laughs> who called the police we both did did. (laughs) someone had slashed the pillow pillow. I mean sure I could send it away to Thailand for repairs but why should I have to (laughs) I love the way they drew Agnes' response on her face when he says someone had slashed the pillow she's like for god's sake (laughs) (laughs) Seymour but then she's discussing it when they're at the salon in a few moments which I thought was just fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, He thought it was his turn to use the bad killer. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so we cut back to home and Marge yep. makes Bart where he saved a gear. Mm. Well, she can't switch off. No. It's already become all-encompassing in her yeah. life. And that's what I was saying before. As you're a cop, could you ever switch off from being a cop or are you, mm. just a, are you a cop 24-7? Well, it depends on whether you're a very good cop or if you're just a nine-to-five, i got to make a living somehow cop. Would it be okay to turn a blind eye occasionally if the if the law they're breaking isn't... Putting anybody in oh, danger. Yeah, 100%. Because there's got to be moments where a cop goes, I can see that you just littered that, but there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or someone yeah. jaywalking or something yeah, like that. You're not going to give a shit about that when you're off duty. Can you imagine how much paperwork you'd have to uh-huh. fuck around with for that? Do you know in England, jaywalking's not a thing? Really? I had to teach Nicola here to don't cross the fucking street unless you're at a light. Yeah, okay. I guess the bobbies over there are a bit too busy. Well, they can't chase you with guns. Too much heroin. <laughs> too much real shit to worry <laughs> about. England has a bad heroin problem. Is it really? Well, it used to. Maybe not. Where now? do you pull that from? No, Everywhere no, no. has a heroin problem in now, the, doesn't in it? In the nineties, um, Scotland, England, UK, UK in general went through a bad heroin deal. Okay, well, I didn't know that. I hope you're right. So UK do I. Because <laughs> I've just sl- <laughs> i slandered a country. All the UK listeners are like, <laughs> don't you talk about our crack habits? Um, heroin UK, <laughs> the UK heroin underground photo essays from the time. I'll continue while you look up UK on heroin. Yeah. almost one in three drug overdoses in Europe recorded in the UK for the nineties. Or just this time? is from the Guardian this year. Oh wow! Uh, Britain has the high has Europe's highest proportion of heroin addicts. Cheapest. There we go. Well, you, at least you checked. Train spotting did <laughs> teach me something. <laughs> Was train spotting too any good? I haven't seen it. No, still, neither have I. Marge is then at the salon, and we get Agnes talking about the bath pillow and whatnot. But then. Everyone's intimidated by Marge now. She's got a position of power. They know she's carrying a gun. Technically, I guess all of them could have been carrying a gun. It's America, mm. but it's just that, yeah, that's very true. Yes, but it's just that I guess it sort of takes away from the moment a little bit. They're surprised that Marge has a gun. And they're shocked that oh, someone's well, got a gun. It's not so much here. surprise, but she's drawn. She's drawn, drawn it on it, yeah. them. <laughs> like it's more, yeah. it's not just that you have it. Yeah, it's that the chair made a bang, and yeah. suddenly you've got a nine mm nine millimeter pointed in my face. But she's just like you said before. She's just so. She's so T- in the zone Tlightly now. She's yeah, just yeah. a cop now. A nice touch here. Another Mo moment where Mo, not being Mo, getting his hair done, getting his curls. Yes. Or getting his color. Homer then gets the police tape. This is funny, but so so cruel.
1: Oh, my Lord, something horrible has happened. <laughs> you, Flanders made you think your family was dead. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> you are <They're> not, though. <dope. laughs> but you thought they were. <laughs> That's why it was so funny.
2: <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: It is really... One of those things, like, it's only funny because of how ridiculously not funny that would be in real life. You, and you know, yeah. Yeah. And but, you know that his family's not dead. Yes. <laughs> that that helps. And Fland- <laughs> but you thought they were. Yeah. And Flanders has to go, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even Flanders is like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's a dick move. What's the cruelest joke you've played on somebody? Um, oh. <laughs> uh, it's nowhere near. I can't near, recall off top of my head. It's nowhere near that level. But a friend of mine, AJ, when I was a kid, I was staying at his place for the first time ever. And he had a really, really sweet mum, like one of those ridiculously sweet, would-do-anything-for-you kind of mothers. She had made lasagna for dinner. And I asked him, I was like, hey, what are we having for tea tonight? He said, lasagna. I was like, beautiful. His mum comes upstairs. We were up in the study plant, I think on the computer or something along those lines. Um, she comes up and I say, um, Mrs. Mrs. Lowe, what's, uh, what's for dinner tonight? And she says, lasagna. And I'm like, oh. Vegetarian and the look on her face like the poor thing went so white that she then didn't believe me when I told her that I she thought I was only (laughs) eating it to make her feel better (laughs) afterwards. How old were you at this point? Uh, 11, 12, something like that. You little shithead. Yeah, I sold it really well. (laughs) (laughs) What would possess you to even do that? I don't know, just something came over me. I was mischievous. (laughs) I'll tell you about the time I scared Nicola to the point where she cried, broke down and cried. No. Oh man, I don't want to tell the story. I felt so bad after. Did you do this? It's just I don't even know why I did it. I, I we used to have this thing where I was like spooker, so I just play a trick mm. and like pop out and scare her. And this one time, I don't know why I did this, but she's like, "You can't scare me anymore," like kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, "I'll fucking get you, Nicola." Do you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? <laughs> Not quite that level, but basically, I said I was going to go get something from the shop, and it was it was dark, mm. and didn't come back for three and a half weeks. What what, what I did was I <laughs> I went. Though in the land room, I went out to the front door, opened and closed the front door, but didn't leave. Then tiptoed back and went back into my bedroom, and then called Nicola from my phone and said, "Hey, I think I've left my wallet in my room. Can you go get it for me?" Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) And then she came in and I spooked her when the light was still off. And man, it went down bad. (laughs) <laughs> look it's kind of funny <laughs> it's one of those ones that's funny as an idea and then it goes wrong and you're like oh no and my mum fucking ripped my head off really because my mum was there as well she goes why would you do that? my mum just lost her shit and my mum very rarely loses her shit yeah okay No, yeah. I'm with you on that I think that's a good joke It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty convoluted it's like um one of the sh- most surefire ways to scare the shit out of someone is you just to put on the ghost face mask from Scream yeah. and stand behind a door and wait for them to open that door. Homer's just scared, or Homer's just played the, the trick on Flanders and now Marge is giving a tour of the station to Lisa. And Lisa's just sort of, she's not being a kid, she's asking all the serious questions. Yeah. Marge's like, can you just fucking appreciate the fact that you're in a police station? <laughs> yeah. L- l- ask this question to McGriff, the crime dog. Then Homer and co. are playing cards and I like the way they drew this. It really felt like a dingy, like a, Pool hall vibes. Yeah, like it was a lived in card night kitchen. Yeah, yeah. In the 90s, smoke. everyone's smoking. Yeah. yeah. I think I've spoken about this in the past like that you'd get that layer of smoke on the roof. Yeah, you would. Uh, and that's very much what's happening here. Yeah. It'd be that thing that if Bart walked in at that moment, he'd be invited to come up and play for 20 cents. Like his dad would give him a little bit. <laughs> like it's, 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 you know, I remember that exact setting from my childhood a few times. Not all the time, but every now and then. Just a swig of beer and whatnot? Maybe a swig of beer. Depends on the age. But certainly, you'd be taught how to play cards. Yeah. I feel like that's actually a thing that fathers need to teach sons how to play card games. That's a real thing to be passed on. First shaving, then play cards. Yeah, like how to play yuka or 501 or poker in general. Just blackjack. All that stuff needs to be passed down How to hammer dad. a nail into a piece of wood? Did your dad ever teach you that? Uh, probably at some point. <laughs> Not well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homer's got the Girls of the Internet-themed deck, which I thought Oh, I'd go out online with her. Which I thought it was a funny line. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is a funny line in that... Like, it's, it's what, it's what just, men do. It's it, what men say, isn't it, it? it? Well, it is. But it's also just very quaint, the idea of Girls of the Internet. Like, it's this brand new... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact that, I mean, rather than look at photos of nude girls on the Internet, on the Internet, you're looking at them on playing cards. Yes, yeah. That, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Sign of the times. And when you watching this for the first time, it does seem odd that Herman's there... At first glance, I was like, "Oh, that's right—the Herman Jean storyline." Mm. I've sort of forgot about it. But then he leaves when they're all laughing. They think they've yep. offended him. No, I was just going out for some fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get the uh, speed, ga- the speed gun, Homer bragging about the privileges that he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lenny, then, as, you're only as, dealing at two miles per hour. As silly as this is, it's funny. Yeah. What could be coming at 100 miles per hour? It's. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought it was great. Then Marge walks in, and she, yeah. again, being a cop. Yeah. What's going on here? illegal gambling? You told me it was Vegas. You guys told me it was Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) With the decor in this place, I thought it was Vegas. (laughs) Everyone just then leaves and Homer's just like, oh, you're such a cop now. You you used to be so much more to me.
1: Oh, you become such a cop. And not that long ago, you were so much more to me. You were a cleaner of pots, a sewer of buttons, an unplugger of hairy clogs. I'm still all those things. Only now I'm cleaning up the city, sewing together the social fabric, and unplugging the clogs of our legal system. You're cooking what for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that.
0: <laughs> he still just doesn't get it. Marge is then starting to get fed up with the job. She's looking around. She's seeing the is it the guy littering? Horse not wearing. Every, literally everywhere she looks, someone's breaking the law. Yes, yeah. She becomes very jaded with it all. It's just, but it's always slight, slight petty. Crime, yeah, no one's ever doing anything too serious until she comes across the car parked over three handicapped spaces. Yes, and then she sees his Homer, sees it's Homer, and she was going, but I mean, to he a... had to park there because he was buying beer for kids. And she tries to give him a bit of leeway. She says, Movie car, I can't, I'm just gonna be quick, I'm just gonna buy beer for these boys. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here now. Yeah, I'm, I didn't say it, but she did yeah. get, get, get out of here. I'm, this is your last chance. And then he takes the hat, Go, yeah, goes down the and condescending it's... approach. That wouldn't go down well at all with our wives. No, you, not, even, not with not, anyone. It's completely you don't, you don't, you belittling. Don't, you don't want to be embarrassed in front of a crowd of people who you don't know. But, like we said at the start of the episode, you shouldn't care, I guess. But when No, but, but in that moment, it's undermining you. Yeah, exactly. In that moment, it's undermining your authority. Exactly. And, yeah. and trying to bring you down. And when you're a cop, that's yeah. the last thing you need. In Homer's defense, he doesn't say it that way. He's only trying to have fun. He's completely wrong for doing it, but. You you know, know, but he not, needed to be taught a lesson. Yeah, exactly. He's not intentionally being a dick. He's just accidentally being a dick. Well, he just doesn't take Marge seriously as a cop. Yeah. Until she handcuffs him. Yeah. Marge, not here. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I love that line. <laughs> and she arrests him. You have the right to remain silent. I choose to waive that right. <laughs> we come back and Homer is in one of the, not prison, but just the he's local He's in the Holocaust yeah. yeah. And he's eating moleman's last meal. That's another cool reveal. That's a really funny joke. Yeah. Uh. It, it, yeah, that was truly fucking hilarious. And it was a nice touch that when he walks out, Moleman's looking over and the candle burns out. Yeah. As he's looking over. Yeah. Just sort of yeah, say, yeah. your life is done. Yeah. <laughs> Lovejoy's line of like, it's best if you don't speak past no, no, this for, point. No, uh, From now on, no speaking. Yeah. <laughs> and the music. <laughs> Makes me wonder well, what did Moleman do? I don't know. I'd love to know why he's on. On death row. So that's, that'd be a cool book where, you know how you got that Star Wars book you told me about? Yeah, where yeah, gas We're filling the gaps of yeah. Simpsons episodes yeah. that they couldn't be bothered writing. Yeah, that could have been cool. That would have been fun The write. Many Lives of Mole Man. Yes, that's a, that's a book right there. So Marge then apologizes to Homer. She's, she shouldn't have to apologize, but it's the only way to sort of diffuse mm. the situation because Homer's just having none of it, is he? No, he's, he's become quite indignant he, about the fact that he was called out for doing the wrong thing. He doesn't understand that what he was doing was the wrong mm. thing. It's like, how dare you arrest me? It draws the line. Yeah. I, love, I love Lucy. <laughs> I, lo- I love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Time for another card night, and Herman leaves again to the car hold.
1: Hmm. I wonder why he's so eager to go to the garage. The garage? Hey, fellas, the garage. Well, ooh la di da, Mr. Frenchman. Well, what do you call it? A car hold.
0: So this is where we get the reveal of the counterfeit jeans. They play Mm. the dun 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 Yeah, the big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that they just emphasise how non-big of a deal it is. Yeah. Well, I guess it is from a crime sense, but it's so like you said before, non-illicit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's not even a big deal in a crime sense. How can you counterfeit? I mean, if you were putting specific labels on there, I guess so. It's just jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, denim's denim. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just came to see what's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Walks in. This was also a moment that I've always loved as a kid. And it's still funny now the not so fast. okay. okay. <laughs> the tiptoes. <laughs> you know, that joke is like the classic SeaWorld joke that they would get um, the seals to perform. Like, it one is, of them would yes. be off. Like, not so fast. And then they'll start doing the really That's, slow fin yeah, flaps. Exactly. Yeah. They would too. Yeah. But it's a great vaudeville style. It's joke. always funny. Yeah. yeah. Homer then questions their motives.
1: Herman, how could you? We've all thought about counterfeiting jeans at one time or another. But what about the victims? Hard-working designers like Calvin Klein, Gloria Vanderbilt, or Antoine Bugleboy. These are the people who saw an overcrowded marketplace and said, me too.
0: And Marge bursts in and catches them all. Gloria Vanderbilt. Yes. Back for revenge. <laughs> Back for revenge. Now, I had to look that up because I didn't understand that. She was a okay. fashion designer. Yeah, well, they mentioned her name just prior to that when was oh, doing they? the... um When was okay. saying, you're taking it away from all the classy designers. Like, ah, right. He, lists, he lists one of them. missed that. Yep. So, I shouldn't have had to look it up. How silly of me. <laughs> <it. laughs> but Homer then, uh, he sacrifices himself. He says, your beef's not with her, it's with me. So, this was his sort of coming of age moment where mm. for the first time in the whole episode, he's actually done good by Marge. Well, he actually does genuinely put it like protect her here. Yeah. Gets her out of it he has dangerous a dangerous situation yeah, by yeah. sacrificing himself. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Margin goes outside to try and find him mm. and it takes her back to a training. Oh yeah. Just yeah, take yeah. Like for a stroll. the call the call back to the uh the shooting range. Um Halloween. Fires one through yeah the Halloween mask. Well criticism accepted criticism accepted. Um then he's he, she then hears Homer up in the treehouse. Yeah yeah so yeah. yelled out for help. And Herman actually gets a pretty good line here. Like, looks like she's embarking up the wrong tree Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she enters via the secret entrance and It was a nice touch to have Marge The side of her that's a mother Helped her being a police officer Be a cop, yeah And knowing that the counterfeit jeans were going to rip When he glided down on like a flying fox kind of deal Yep All the typical Marge stuff Is what helped her be a better police officer Yeah, exactly
2: Oh, Marge,
1: you saved my life I'm sorry I teased you You're a really good cop I'm proud of you.
2: Mm. So
1: long. Gotta catch the 501. He's getting away. You blew it, Marge. I don't think so.
0: I'm foiled by my
1: own shiny merchandise.
0: The ambulance arrived. Did you hear what Grandpa said here? Oh no. In the background, he hears, "Where's my ambulance? I called for mine four hours ago." He just—it's just him whinging to the ambulance in the background. Yeah, I don't, it's okay. just—it was just funny to hear. Marge then explains how she foiled them. Marge. How did you know? That the pants
1: would rip? No, what I was wondering Here's is... Years of Hup- buying pants for two active children and a full-seated husband has given me a six cents for shiny stitching, which these jeans have in spades. But
0: then it's revealed that they can't arrest Herman. And why? Because there's no evidence, despite being a whole garage full of it. <laughs> yeah, well, they all did look pretty snappy. They did. In those jeans. Even Wiggum. Yeah. him pretty good. It's, uh, nice and snug. it's up there with Hop... <laughs> Get a lot of all them hot pants. <laughs> but that's just, again, the Springfield police are just terrible at their job. And Marge has had enough, so she mm. quits. She's not putting up with this anymore. Yeah. It's just a shame that they couldn't bring this sort of side of Marge out again. Yeah. She did it in, in the episode, the, uh, the the Joy of Sect, where the, the leader, where she has to leave the compound. True. Yeah. That's the only time I can really she remember seeing She doesn't get many her. moments, no. Not many badass moments, No. no. But then everyone is still waiting for Homer to return playing cards. That's it. I'm looking at his hands. I fault. <laughs> oh, I fault. <laughs> Oh, We didn't mention too that everyone laughs at Marge again for quitting and then says, sorry, yeah. to, sorry to lose you. Sorry, sorry to lose you. Yeah. Because they know she's a good cop, but yeah. it's just that instinct to la- just laugh at her. Yeah. So all in all, uh, I, re- I really enjoy really this episode. Uh, yeah. More than I remembered. It's one of those ones that it's probably not necessarily going to sit high in your memory. No. And not one that you'll call back to, but it, if it's on... It's a really good watch. It's just a, a really well-made Consistent, up, so. yeah. It's yeah. consistently funny, It's, but it's also got a lot of memorable moments Yeah, that are laugh-out-loud funny, you know? Yeah. We are around Springfield last week, didn't have many laugh-out-loud moments, but it was just a feel-good story. Yeah.
2: What did we learn,
0: Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? I learned that pepper spray can be useful in the home and in self-defense. That is true. I learned that a skateboard is a Class 9 vehicle. Yes. I learned not to wear elbow... Stomach and head protection. Yes. Jamil! <laughs> Jamil is here! Ooh. Now it's time for the mailbag. Keep sending your questions in to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We'll get around to answering all of your questions. Mitch, what have you got for us this week? First question comes in from Daniel Horden. Hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Thank you very much, Daniel. Quick question. In in. Trash of the Titans, both you two and Mr. Burns use the term wankers. Mm. This is edited out on British TV, but I always remember it being on The Simpsons' Greatest Hits on VHS. When I was a kid, I thought it was the naughtiest thing imaginable. My question is, does the term wanker translate as a swear word in Australia? Uh, He knows he doesn't. Necessarily is a bad one in the USA, so we wanted about down under. Dan is from Sunderland in Great Britain. Well, I've mentioned on the podcast before that when I called Nicola a wanker in front of her family, and mm. went down like a lead balloon. Um, wanker just means idiot here. I don't think I've never called a, well, I've never like called a female a wanker. It actually, sorry, so it's common in Britain, but obviously just is a lot worse in Britain. Well, but wanker is a bad word in England. I mean, wanker still it still means the same thing here. It's still referring to someone who masturbates, but. It means the same thing, but it's used so much where it, you use it in replace of, like, idiot. Yeah. Mm. Don't be a wanker. Yeah. Well, people chant it at yeah. the cricket. You are a wanker. Yeah, yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. Um, Phil Collins. Uh, sorry, I'm looking up wanker on Wikipedia because, of all things, wanker has a Wikipedia page. Phil Collins used the word in his 1984 cameo appearance on Miami Vice and has, some, has sometimes been credited with introducing the word to America. Okay. So, there we go. <laughs> That's one of my favourite facts of the day <laughs> um... But no, to answer your question Wanker okay, is not yeah, a bad so word here In December 2000 The Advertising Standards Authority Published research on the attitudes Of the British public to pejoratives It ranked Wanker as the fourth most severe pejorative Told in you, it's English. a bad word No, no, I believed yeah. you In Australia it's considered mildly offensive But it's widely accepted and used yeah. in the media I think you could use Wanker on the radio And get away with it Yeah, it's interesting the, the, Yeah, anyway I think bastard is worse than wanker if, as an overall thing. If you said bastard on television, it'd be like, ooh. If you said wanker, it'd be like, oh, oh so you mean like as in, in general terms here? Yeah, yeah. As I thought you meant yourself. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. I never thought bastard was too big. I, I feel like bastard in today's day and age doesn't I, I translate think, to much. I like think, as in, does it really matter if you don't know who your dad is? But I think, it, no, I, what it means, I understand. But I think if you said, if you're on the radio, if I had, when I was on the radio, if I'd have said bastard. Oh, yeah, no, I get what you but, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but bastard just means it's an actual word. Uh, no, I mean... Depends how it's used, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, JB on the footy commentary would constantly refer to people as being a big bastard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Yep, okay. Just context, yeah. It depends how you apply it, yep. Daniel's thrown in a little PS there. His favourite Simpsons moment is when Ned is reading Harry Potter to Todd and delivers the line, and Harry Potter and all his wizard friends went straight to hell for practising witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, that, line, that almost word for word is in a uh, very good documentary called... Oh shit! It, uh, called, Jesus Camp. <laughs> <laughs> called Jesus Camp. Called Jesus Camp. Took me a while to get that into okay. my head, but the, you get the Pastor Becky Fisher. Um, and had it been in the Old Testament, Harry Potter would have been put to death. Um, yeah, really good, really good watch. Richard Hanny writes in. This is one for you, Dando. Congratulations okay. on the new job.
2: Nicholas pregnant. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, you, uh, you do like, you do enjoy working at the Yeah. <laughs> Now, Joni Nelson wrote in, and someone else also wrote in about this a couple weeks ago, about the Apu documentary. Hi, Mitch and Dando. I recently got talking to a friend of mine about Apu. She's of Sri Lankan background and said she hated the character because of the fact that he's a stereotype. I said that I felt he was more than that, that I felt that he was more nuanced because he's one of the hardest working men in Springfield, a family man and a better, better American citizen than anyone else. Yet he still cops the most abuse for basically no reason. So, she said that growing up in a white household, we never saw him as something to laugh at, uh, but as a meaningful, lovable character. Uh, her friend then mentioned something that she'd thought about ever since. So, look, um, I've had white guys coming up to me on the street every single day of my life when, since I was a teenager saying, thank you, come again, and expecting me to laugh. Fuck, poo. Um... She had more stories of that that she found really, really shocking. So, there's a documentary that's out called The Problem with Pooh." Harry Shearer... uh, Harry Shearer. Um, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria himself has actually commented on the documentary as well. Uh, Joni thought it would be a good discussion point for the show, and I am in complete agreement with her that we we, we both need to watch it. Before I can comment too much, I haven't actually seen it, so I don't want to go in blindly. Um, I mean, the first thing that I would say in that element of she hated the character because it's a stereotype. Virtually everyone in The Simpsons is a stereotype. He's just the only Indian stereotype, so he does stand out in that regard. But, I mean, they constantly play to American stereotypes. And in the same way, I don't get offended when they made fun of Australians. I don't think they're necessarily trying to be racist making fun of a poo, But I do have the background of saying that from being a white guy in a white country. Like, it's always difficult to judge what a minority feels like the mo is that it's voiced by a white american yeah but i mean look that's just cartoon like it, it that, I mean, that's how we look at it until i read this email i always sort of looked at documentary and i fuck off like, it's just pc generation but then i thought i get it i understand where that girl's coming from i i put it somewhere in in the middle yeah um i, I don't think, get it but it doesn't. i don't think the character would be any less offensive if it was voiced by you know that is exactly right. Um, I was going to say Dev Patel, and there's rumors going around that they're thinking of getting a poo out of the show, getting get rid of him as a character because of this. I don't think he can do that, but we will discuss that. Yeah, more. yeah. In we're going to do in pa- Patreon exclusive, pa- uh, Patreon exclusive. But we'll try to um, get in touch with the director as well and see if we can get an, an interview. interview or something That'd be great, like that. Yeah, should be sure. very cool. Heck, cool we'll get, get Hank on there as well? See uh, it would be great if we could get Hank actually. So, thank you very much for the idea, Joni. Thanks to everybody that's been sending in their uh, Christmas messages as well, saying they got the Homer's Odyssey and Big and Simpson guide for Christmas. Yeah. Glad to know you're all enjoying it. So far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems people are liking it. People reading it on the beach and everywhere. Yeah. Mostly on the beach. Uh, no one's really been going outside in England of late. Um, snowing like crazy from most of what I've seen over there. You just said mostly on the beach. That's um, incorrect. One, um, one person on the beach, the rest inside. <laughs> most of the photos I've seen of it being outside have been on the beach is oh, what okay. i meant oh, okay. <laughs> yeah um but like and i guess there was probably another part of the thought in my head that i didn't say out loud which was in australia <laughs> okay so um jess christani this is a question that's probably more for you uh-huh. um recently received a copy of her book a few days ago been making through it and had to say what an incredible job we've both done now the Thank book you, obviously is still available guys so just because christmas is gone doesn't mean you can't go back yeah. and buy it now links in the description of the podcast this is also the first time that Jess has written in. Um, mm-hmm. So. Th- Thanks for your support, Jess. Nice. We make her life a little bit brighter with our wonderful personas. Yeah, thank you. Um, anyway, so Jess has said that we put the question out a, a couple of times of when we get to the later seasons, if people are still going to be interested in hearing what we have to say. Yeah. Um, she said that she definitely would love for us to keep going and she's really interested in to hear our thoughts on them. Specifically, she really enjoys the episode Don't Fear the Roofer from season 16. Don't Fear the roof, Does that don't. mean anything to you? Let me just look up the plot. I don't know by title, but let me. I, will have, I would have watched it. Don't Fool the Roofer, was it? Don't fear the roofer. Okay, so it's the one was Ray Romano. I remember watching... I remember enjoying it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's a parody of the, the film A Beautiful Mind. So, if you've seen the film, you'll appreciate it more. I remember I hadn't seen A Beautiful Mind at that point. Okay. So, it didn't quite make sense to me. Yeah, right. I'm sure if I go back and watch it now, I'll appreciate it you'll more. You'll appreciate but it Ray more. Romano was a good guest star. Okay. He pretty much was like Homer's okay. best mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She then has a question for me. that My knowledge of old movie references has really sparked her interest in expanding a movie collection. Um. Although she's already a sort of old movie buff, so she loves Streetcar Named Desire, so therefore, Streetcar Named Marge is one of her favourite episodes, or has a special place in her heart, at the very least. Um, So, her question is, what is our favourite Simpsons parody slash homage episode? Um, I really, like, as far as individual parodies, the Raiders of the Lost Ark parody of Bart in the Cookie Jar, as early as that is, it's so goddamn good, it's just... Really, really perfect and a great way to kickstart an episode. Then, as far as a full-blown movie parody episode, I guess Rosebud is right up there. Uh, the Citizen Kane yeah. stuff just laced throughout. Also, part of why I love Hank Scorpio is because of all the Bond parodies. So, there'd be a couple that are in there. And then you get others that are way more subtle, that are just thrown in. That The Trials of Horrors are full of them. Yeah, but... I'm trying to steer clear you, of those because they, they yeah. make the point of it being yep. like that. I, I prefer the ones where, like this, you're just in the middle of an episode, suddenly Marge jumps a bridge like at speed. What about uh, Bart reaching up for the cupcakes Clockwork Orange with the boobs? Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, that's another really good yeah. one. Like, shot, shot for shot, you put those two side by side. Um, not at work, maybe. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they work really well together. I will say that, that Ray Romano episode, I, I just remembered it, it has a really good twist in it. It's actually worth oh. checking. Yeah, it's re- it's actually really good. Okay, I- excellent. Now I'm going to end the mailbag with a Simpsons in real life story. This okay, has come cool. through from Been a Ma- while one of them, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Matt. Matt says that he was fully intending to not buy our book, but then he went to a bookshop, bookshop, and somehow did. But, he- but he's not going to clown college. We win. <laughs> um, A cunning Christmas ruse used by police that tricked wanted criminals into handing themselves in with a false promise of a free Christmas hamper has been hailed a success. Like the... Was it the the Christmas hamper? The motorboat. The motorboat, yes. Where's my motorboat? 21 arrests over two days. (laughs) They've called it Operation Holly. (laughs) So good. It's amazing. What are you in for? Oh, God. Just imagine the laughter as you're walking into the station. Like, just... Twenty-one arrests. That's phenomenal. Well done. Uh, where was that again? South Yorkshire. Yeah. Well done to the South Yorkshire Police. The Simpsons predict the future. Or well, Simps- they certainly or Simpsons give ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's more of. Um, it's not predicting it when you can give the idea and someone copies you. Yes. Uh, but it's yeah, certainly Simpsons set the template. Yeah, exactly right. So thanks for listening to our review of the Springfield Connection. A fantastic episode. Go out and watch it. It's got m- many more funny moments than you probably remember it having. Mitch, any final words for our amazing listeners out there who have supported us over the last nearly three years now? Um, well, you throw that out there and it feels like it's got to have more weight. Yeah. Uh, look, if, if I mean, to the Patreons, get on the Facebook page. Well, the fact that it is on Facebook, I can be a little bit more personal on that. That's why I did it, to try to make it more yeah. easier for you to engage. Selfie whatnot. your day or something? Yeah. Maybe not exactly that. No one wants to see my face all that often, but, you know. So, patreon.com slash four finger discount for as low as $2 you get access into the Facebook group. Yeah. But we also should mention this month's prize draw. What is it, Mitch? Uh, It's a pretty sweet Ned Flanders yeah. devil doll. It's what, nine, 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 inch nine inch inches? Figure brought to you by Kid Robot and our friends at popculture.com.au. Recommended retail value is $100. Jesus. Yes. So one of our lucky patrons out there is going to win. We're going to draw it live. We're going to put the video live on the Facebook group. Okay, cool. So you can see us draw out the name. Yep. So that will be drawn in a couple of weeks? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So Give people you... time to catch up and yes. get involved if they want to take part in that draw. That is it. So at the end of the month, January, we'll be drawing it out, valued at $100. It's a nine-inch Devil Flanders exclusively for our beautiful patrons out there. Now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Stupid Devil Flanders. Shh. <laughs>